a HeadGum Podcast. This is the Dumbbells of Personal Fitness Podcast, where we, I'm Eugene Cordero. And me, I'm Ryan Stanger. We have discussions and answer questions on all things health and fitness. This is solely based on our own working experience, a little bit of bro science. So, please keep in mind, we're not doctors, never claim to be. Nope, just a couple of dumbbells. Love ourselves some fitness. Want to help you with yours. And the health can start right now. Now, yeah. Now, baby. It's just me and Stanger this week. We're back in um, the swing of things of episodes, and we're going to, you know, we're going to focus on... You know, a lot of new things going forward. Um, yeah. And, uh, and one of the things right now is uh, this Be Water documentary. We, we put it on Instagram that we were going to go live, and we did um, go live on it and uh, talked about uh, the documentary in, you know, various ways and brought up various points, and it was great. Um, it, was, it was awesome. This was like, uh, Huge and I love Bruce Lee. Yeah. I, I texted uh, Huge the the trailer like a couple of days ago and he's like, yeah, dude, I've, I've, I've been waiting for like a year for yeah, this. I know, and I was I like, know. all right. It was one of those things Fair where enough. it's like when I saw it, that it was premiering at Sundance and doing great. I was like, man, I wish I was at Sundance I that know, year. I, I know. You know? Yeah. So it's this thing that came out and like, obviously he looms large in everybody's universe, but sure. you know, if you're health and fitness, I mean, he's one of the first oh, man. To, to really take that stuff mainstream. Yeah. It's so like, how it's like we- us loving and, uh, you know, and a Schwarzenegger duck. Yeah, yeah. So how could we not talk about it? And sure. So uh, you know, everybody's talking about it, and uh, people are really loving it. Uh, and for we good like reason. the idea of like you know switching it up and start dedicating yeah. some you know full episodes to things that we watch and things that we're taking in. Um, and I think that that's going to be fun. I think uh, we should definitely do one uh, once I start. W- once I watch it on the. Um, on these uh, last dance, last dance ones, yeah, man, yeah, totally, yeah, uh, for sure. I, I think we will so. for sure, and we, we definitely sure. need to go back and do some of the, you know, like pumping iron and stuff. Oh yeah, I um, mean, it's, the the possibilities are endless. Yeah. So this is the start of it. It's timely. It's happening. Also, the subject matter is timely and it's happening. This, right. So this is an important and fun episode for us to get back in to um, focusing on fitness. Um, fitness and mentality and fitness. Yes. Right now, the most important episode we still have is last week's episode with Marcus. Oh, Listen absolutely. To it. Please, please, please. If 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 we see that you are watching this episode, um, or you watched this episode, or are listening to this episode, and you enjoy it, uh, we would love to be able to see that the numbers went up um, on Marcus's episode because the things he talked about uh, are really hitting home and also really important. In um in in today's world, so um I, I I just I I want there to be I I really hope that the Bell Babies out there and all of the people that listen to this podcast um let that episode shoot to the top of our most yeah. popular episodes. Um, listen to it and share it, and you'll definitely see how it informs some yeah. of the stuff we talk. Because you know it's impossible right now for race and inclusion and and justice and not not to come up. But it certainly makes sense in you know in Bruce Lee, you know being, uh, yeah, you know, being Chinese and being in America and and you know suffering a lot of the indignities that he had to suffer, um, trying to make it in show business and all that. So it comes up and it it all threads together nicely. But yeah, Marcus makes some incredible points, and people should hear what he has to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, last week's episode was dedicated to Marcus having, you know, a platform to 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 speak his mind, and, and he'll come back, and he'll come back. Um, and you know, um, and this week's episode is focused on um, you know sharing a mind of somebody that you know 
the world lost too early and um and and uh, a, a you know a member of our society of color that everybody for the most part looks up to and uh for one way in the entertainment industry or just in philosophy or in martial arts um so i think it's very important that um we're we're tackling that or not tackling it but discussing you know a, a really well made documentary yeah it's a blast so please if you haven't watched it watch it now Yes. And uh, and then t- and then stay tuned and we'll we get into it. Yeah. So now, if you haven't seen it, pause the podcast or let it keep running. It's up to you, I guess. Who gives you, a shit? You downloaded it, right? You downloaded right. it, right? You downloaded you, it. You rated and reviewed it, right? You, you did all it. that stuff. Okay. You good. Love it. You love it. Okay. Good. So then you press pause. Watch the whole documentary. Not that long. And then come back. Listen to our live portion. Um, and then after live portion, listen to us wrap it up. Um, that's it. So uh, now, here's me and Stanger just talking about a movie. Stang, you know, us being at home, it's hard to tell what day is what day, you know? Yeah, yeah, you can um, you could start maybe neglecting your... People aren't getting haircuts. People They're, aren't getting uh, haircuts. People look kind of like garbage. It's kind of allowed, you it's know? Ki- and- it's kind of allowed, but listen, this is, this is going to end. Yeah. You need. You're gonna eventually want to look good. You can cut your hair, but if you if you mess up on your skin and taking care of yourself, that can have some lasting downside. You want to yeah. look good. Come we on, want guys. you to look good, guys. Guys, it's it's a thing, especially for us dudes out there. Um, don't realize that our skins have needs. You know, no. and and you you want to look as good as possible. For as long as possible. For as long as possible. You know, we hear we hear our friends and wives and stuff that are ladies talking about their nighttime routine and what yes. they're doing for their skin. And a lot of a lot of guys I know, even girls, don't even think about that. If you haven't thought about it, now's the time. Yes. And this is a, this is a way that you can address it. Yeah. And there's and the, there's there's a, there's a, a company that takes all of the guesswork out of it for you, and that's Lumen. Yep. Lumen's this great company. They're on a mission to help men. Uh, get the amazing skin that they deserve. And they do it through high-quality, expert-created products, and they deliver them right to your door, which right. is the key. It's coming yeah. right to your house. It's coming you don't got to gotta go out to the store to buy it. And all of their products are formulated specifically for men's skin and made to target skin issues that maximize efficiency. Yeah, so they're using top-notch ingredients like charcoal, green tea extract, and vitamin C, you guys. Yeah, so it's all stuff that we've talked about in other positive ways on the show. You know, mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're putting it in your body, it should be healthy. If you're putting it on your body, it should be healthy. And just like Lumen- everything there, it's not just about looking good. It's about feeling good, you know? And uh, you need good skin, especially as you're getting older, to prevent long-term damage. Right. So you got to address that skin health. They're, they're, you know, so, so they send us this stuff. Mm-hmm. It comes in this real handsome, like... Uh, Velvet bag, yeah, and all this stuff looks good. It's all like slick uh, black bottles. Um, smells really good. It's not too perfumey. Um, they, you know, they ask you some questions about your skin. You so, say, you know, your combination type, your dry, your oily, whatever it is, and then they'll send you your program based on how you answer. And I really like they've got a they've got a great charcoal cleanser. They've got this amazing moisturizing balm. Um, you know, I put it under my eyes. You know, I've got some crow's feet happening. Since I've been using that, I've noticed my skin smoothed out from it. Hell yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I feel better. I'm, you know, Eugene and I are always talking about diet and exercise and all that kind of stuff, too. But skin's the biggest organ on your body. Yes. Your epidermis. 
Why not take care of that too? Yeah, and even if you have no idea where to begin, Lumen makes it so easy to, for you to find this right skin management system for you. You can choose from different skin concerns to address or just pick up the free simple starter pack for free. Yeah. What do you have to lose? Yeah, seriously. Wrinkles? You got yeah. wrinkles to lose. You have wrinkles to lose, so why not lose those wrinkles? Lose you deserve wrinkle. to look and feel your best, and here's where you start. Go to lumenskin.com slash dumbbells to get a one-month free trial of everything you need to start your skincare journey at home. That's lumenskin.com slash dumbbells for your first month free. lumenskin.com slash dumbbells. Try it out. You're going to dig it. And uh, we want you guys looking good, Bell Babies. Yeah. Here we are, Stanger. What's up, my man? I. Stanger and I? Stanger and me. Me and Stanger. No, I think it's I. Here I am. Here I am. Me and Stanger. (laughs) Stanger and I. Me and Stanger and I. Me and Stanger's uh, accessible. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Rather than Stanger and me, that's like Mac and me. You remember that movie? That's the fake E.T.? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I watched the shit out of it. We rented <laughs> it. I was kind of excited to see it just because it was, you wanted anything. You're looking for anything at that age. Yeah, You're yeah. so limited. There was, you know, you get like a couple kids' movies a year, so we're all pumped for it. And I remember I went to the movies with my friend, Zach Grimsley, and, yeah. uh, and I told everybody that I liked it and told myself that, but I really didn't like it, man. I mean, let's be honest, that... um. You know, the, it, they basically did like a fake, um, like um, a bicycle scene, and yeah. you know, I know it was it was a total ET ripoff. Yeah. I feel like McDonald's or something produced it. Yeah, McDonald's is it and Coke's in it because he drinks Coke through his finger, right? Oh yeah. So they're doing the ET finger. They're trying to give him his Reese's pieces. Yeah, I and mean it's 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 the GoBots versus you know. <laughs> The freaking, I mean, at the time, it was basically Transformers, Transformers versus the GoBots. It's the like, GoBots. are you going to buy GoBots or are you going to just <laughs> no. play with real Transformers? Like, yeah. You, somebody already created somebody named Optimus Prime that everybody loves. There's yeah. no way the GoBots, whoever their captain is or whatever, is not going to. The, the name is so lazy, too, man. You got Transformers. Yeah. That's got, that's, that's got a, a ring to it. You yeah, got GoBots. Sure. You got GoBots. It's like, who cares? Oh who, boy. Who who really who really is happening in the GoBots? Oh boy. But yeah, I mean You know yeah. you know uh real quick ET trivia, M&M's passed on that that could have been in the movie. His really? his treat. Yeah, they passed on that shit. That's talk about a mistake. Well, I mean, saying and <laughs> You don't and think that, so? Well, I mean, I feel like the name Reese's Pieces or Reese's Pieces. What do you say? Is more fun than M&M's. To be honest, I agree. M and M's got saved by the rapper Eminem as well. Yeah, that gave them a little a charge. They gave, they gave them a charge. They, they gave them a br- little bump that brought them back. They got that. They got that. Uh, bump. Yeah. Uh. In, what 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 label was what what label was Eminem on? Interscope. He was on um on uh, death. Um. Who? What's De- Doctor Dre's? Is it Interscope or something like know. that? It's Can't with remember. Jimmy Iovine after Death yeah. Row. I don't remember. Um, but I don't know what if. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Look, Eminem, Eminem's. You're lucky because of the rapper. You blew it on the movie. You blew it on the movie. 
Mac and me, you blew it on the you blew it on the um on the, you just blew the, it. Des, the, the design of the alien. The design I mean, of the it alien. just it looks like a shaved human. I mean, I don't even know. Yeah, like, what was the design? And they got know. his parents. His parents look like oh, shit. Man. Yeah, the whole family looked like shit. It's that it's that it's that high rib cage, low yeah, low tummy sitch. Yeah. Apple body, unhealthy. <laughs> yeah, pear. <laughs> not even apple. It was a pear body. This pear, yeah. But it was a pear that was like a droopy pear body. Yeah, a lot of bad, a lot of putting fat on in bad places. A lot yeah. of internal organ, f- like visceral fat. Or what is that? I, I don't know. Look, we should, we should, uh, we should talk about a good movie. <laughs> we should. We will. We will. We'll, I mean, it's, it's so, such a good movie that it's a documentary. It's real stuff. Real stuff, um, but uh, you know, and it, well, man, it came out at the right time. Totally I'm came out at the you. right time. I guess it'd been been out for a while though, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so this was a I big. Think ESPN this was a. Got oh, sorry, it. go ahead. No, 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 I think ESPN got the rights to it. Okay, later. Yeah, the, this was a big uh, Sundance. Yes, favorite. So mm-hmm. this got this, and this guy is it Bao Win? Yeah. Vietnamese filmmaker, uh, American Vietnamese filmmaker. He's been working on it, working on it for years, and finally got it together for. Because I mean, how do you? Where do you even start with Bruce Lee? Uh, for people that are just tuning in now, we're talking about the uh, the documentary Be Water. Uh, came out in 2020 about Bruce Lee. Just hopefully you guys watched it. Um, ESPN. Yeah, it's available distri- on on ESPN now. Yeah. Yeah. So anywhere there, anywhere you can find ESPN content, like maybe ESPN ESPN on demand. Or um, mm-hmm. YouTube TV, uh, some of these other e- ESPN's a little tricky. They haven't quite figured it out yet. But I was able to get right. YouTube TV because I, I watched the uh, the Jordan documentary through that. Um, oh, but okay. uh, uh, yeah, so this thing came out, and uh, uh, wh- man, where do we even start on this? I mean, it's you know, it's just like really impressive about his life. You know, and it's all about it, and uh, and you know where he started and his philosophies, and just like things that I actually had no idea about. You know, um, but it was presented really well um, in the documentary. Like, n- not only Bruce Lee's story alone, but like it was presented well. Where you know, as a documentary, it's like it it, it really got you to understand what his drive was, you know? Yes. And yes. how how driven he was, like not only as a martial artist but just as a performer and then also as like an athlete, like the right. way um you know, I would I would I would never have, you know, thought would have, you know, um put put Muhammad Ali and like that style of like fighting and stuff side oh, by man. side when and, they and, when they show it side by side it yeah. gave me chills man it's so cool it's like oh yeah the influence is crazy yeah um so i my experience with bruce lee so growing up um i obviously loved his movies and he was one of these guys and people know it now you see on t-shirts you see on posters everybody's kind of obsessed with them in america his only uh like Warner Brothers American studio released film was Enter the Dragon, yeah, which was a joint release. Um, uh, but uh, so you watched that as a kid, and then and then there was like kind of a cheesy, uh, like a uh, biopic about him, um, Dragon, who, 
Yeah, which I loved as a kid growing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah. take a lot of liberties on. But the guy that played him, I thought, did a great job. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's a fun kind of shitty movie. Um, and, you know, obviously Bruce Lee deserves more, but there should be a hundred of these about him, you know? There's sure. People taking swings. But that's where I thought I had a lot of information about him, and they, they make up a lot of shit and kind of make it, try to make it cinematic. But when you see, when you read... So I, another book I read, too, just recently was called Bruce Lee, A Life. Um, and I was Eugene and I talked about that on the show a while back. Um, when you see this and you see this do- documentary, Be Water, you're like, oh, man, they didn't need to make anything up. Like, this is... His, yeah. His fucking, his life is so fascinating. I mean, outside of all the great stuff he did, just where he came from and what he did and, and how he changed, you know, over his career in such a short time, sure. such a short life is really stunning. I know. And uh, the footage that they were able to put together for this, it, it's worth it that this guy spent so, so long or so much time and care putting this together because there was stuff I'd never seen of him doing like a screen test. and um, Oh, my God. At the very yeah. beginning of that, it was just like, you know, I, I watched it with Trish and she was just like, are you going to be okay? Just because like, even in the screen test, you're just like, it, it feels in today's climate too. It just felt like such a, you little Asian dude, do your thing, you know, yeah. and, um, and, and show us how you're different from us. And it's like, oh, that's neat. That's impressive. And it's like, oof, okay. You know? Um, and it was, you know, it, it, it's crazy. It's tough, but also just how remarkable he was. It, it was really interesting to see too how he was able to take power backs, even in that, to where they want him to kind of do what he does, yeah, and perform. But he demands that somebody get in frame with him, and then he starts. So right, the, right away, he's not being objectified anymore. He figures out a way to objectify the person that's running this thing. Right. And so he's doing these kicks. And the guy's, you know, flinching and stuff. And he's telling him, like, don't, you know, don't, yeah. don't worry. Don't be nervous. Yeah. But it's it's a really, and it's really subtle. And, um, but it's an interesting thing. And it probably speaks to his whole career about how he's able to kind of keep taking things back and putting them on his terms. Yeah. Which is, you know, something, you know, like a, you know, a white performer wouldn't have to do. You wouldn't, you never even come across, across something like that. You sure. Know? Yeah. But I it mean, was. It, it's, it's so cool. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh no! I was just—it was just really cool to see that. Really subtle, really cool. But um, yeah, there's so many aspects to that man's life that you're just like. First of all, I, I remember this, but then I, I, I real—I was like, oh right, he was born in San Francisco first. Yeah. Like he's a U.S. citizen first. Then he went back, and the reason for going back was just like so classically you know, family first mentality. Also his, his, his dad being an opera, you know, yes, I did not know a, that. Yeah. Yeah. I learned that in the book. So his dad was a, was an opera performer Yeah, and Bruce in, in Hong Kong back was an actor as a kid. Huge. Yeah. Like a big star and, and starred in movies like as the main, you know, the main yeah. guy in movies. Yeah. And I guess he was such a little shit. <laughs> and causing problems that his parents had to send him to America, back to America as kind of a last ditch effort to get him right. back on track because he's causing so many problems. That was something, you know, I mean, he would benefit from like a 10 parter, you know? Oh I mean, yeah. He's one of these, I, I think you and I talked about, there's a certain athletes, you know, Michael Jordan being one, uh, Muhammad Ali being another, where you can just see endless 
documentaries, read endless biographies. There's so much information. They're so complex. They did so much. I'm always happy to see another, oh, give me another seven hours on Bruce Lee. Sure. Um, But I guess, uh, you know, in that book, they, the guy points out and illustrates, he was a little bit of a troublemaker. Yeah. And it is interesting too, because this book, it's called The Life. And if people that are, if you're into Bruce Lee, you should check the book out. The guy really did his research. Not a great writer, but really did his research. And Bruce Lee is so cool that you're you're with it. So you'll stumble through this guy's shitty prose just to get to the good Bruce Lee stuff. But um, you, initially, you're, you, he kind of sets you up against him and because uh, he, he's so cocky and in kind of the wrong ways, seemingly. And then he's like the, the way that he lives his life and as things go, I was telling Eugene when I was reading it, by the end of the book, I was scared to finish because I didn't want him to die because you really fall in love with him so much. But yeah. they, they have to leave some of that out in this. And they also, they don't, I mean, he's a total, like, uh, totally into weed, like loved smoking weed. Huh. And uh, that was like an important part of his life and his, and how he, his philosophy and all that stuff, because he loved to smoke out and philosophize. And um, they leave that out in the book or in the movie uh, because I don't know. I don't know how important it is to him in this movie and what they were trying to show in that. Yeah. But I did like reading about it and cause it, you know, you it's, it reminded me, he was so ahead of his time. It reminded me a lot of where people are at now with it, um, to where he was able to kind of manage it and use it in a certain way. Sure. Uh, that was, that was beneficial and medicinal and, uh, yeah. And so, and they also didn't get too much into Jeet Kune Do. Right. You know, a lot of this was about, was about filmmaking and, uh, you know, and his family a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This was, this was the documentary I feel like was more about him becoming a star. A star. Um, yeah. Yeah. Rather than, you know, they were, they were, they would touch on things in his humanity, which was great. Yeah. Um, but, and they touched it enough where you're curious about it, but right. they, they don't go so crazy where, you know, they go down one road or the other. It, it, it does kind of, uh, center around the entertainment part of his life, the entertainment industry. Yeah. And I think for like an hour and a half feature, you got to pick a lane, you know, you got to, there's, you're not going to be able to get to all of it. I mean, I would, uh, and Trish and I, when we were watching it, we're like, I would watch a movie about Bruce Lee when he had his group of students who taught him how to be American. Yeah. Like there was that time of his life where they were like telling him the cool things to say, how to talk to girls, how to do this, how to do that, as he was teaching them martial arts. Oh man, it's so cool. And he's yeah. like, he's got to be like 23, 24, you know, during that. It's like, I would watch yeah. that in a heartbeat. I'd watch yeah, that in whole Seattle. Movie. Yeah, in right. Seattle. In fucking Seattle. I mean, it would be beautiful, you know? Oh yeah. Also, it just, yeah. you know, it's it, that movie also made you, especially in today's, world and um and uh I, I don't and we also don't need to mention this again but we will if you're listening to this or watching this on youtube um and and listening to this uh as a podcast like all of the ads um go um towards uh are getting donated to uh you know basically any fuck racism black lives matter um right. Um, you know, uh, we're, we're donating to, um, you know, to, to be part of the movement and, uh, yep. 
So, uh, but with everything, and I've been reading and and watching how he does it, but like Kareem, um, oh man, is the coolest dude. I think. Yeah. Like I would, I want to watch a bunch of Kareem um, uh, documentaries right now. Yeah, what a talent! I got into him too. I read this other book, uh, Showtime, about the Lakers, uh-huh. and it talked about Kareem. You know who was there for like the first part of that whole movement when the Lakers were so dominant in the eighties with Magic Johnson and all them coming. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, just I mean, I don't know if there's ever been anybody else like him. Uh, just interesting what an interesting character and um recently he wrote on veronica mars right did he i think i swear to god i think he was in the fucking staff room amazing on veronica mars when they re when they rebooted it or whatever this is amazing news this i know we're not gonna look it up right now but we're not gonna look it up if that's true yeah. And if anybody so, in the comments on YouTube right now want to verify that he was a staff writer on Veronica Mars, <laughs> I would love I would love to know that. Um, I lo- I love how Lee loved him and he loved Lee and they. Um, oh yeah, and that know. like he was in the middle of a season, had ten days off, and he was like, "Okay, I'll go, I'll go shoot my scenes." Game of Death. Oh, man, that's such a trippy scene that they put together. Oh, man. It bumps me out so much because you see the genius in Enter the Dragon and then whatever footage they have left of Game of Death, they kind of like scrambled to, to finish it. They they only had some of what he had done, but man, even like the aesthetic of the yellow jumpsuit and all oh, that. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was just, we only got the tip of the iceberg of what this guy had to offer. It's, it's a yeah. real fucking bummer that that's it. Gosh. And he, he was such a health freak. Uh, I guess we can get into that a little bit. Yeah. That I would be so curious to see uh, what he would be contributing now because I think he would be sharp and I think he would be in shape. Because how old would he be now? Not not that old, right? 70s maybe? Yeah, 70s. I mean, he'd be roughly around Kareem's age. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it would be interesting yeah, to hear. He'd, he'd be, um, he'd be, yeah. Mid mid to mid to late seventies, I think. Do you think he'd be popping up like in a Marvel movie and stuff? You know, some... I don't know. I mean, it depends on you know where he would be career wise if he wanted to even do movies yeah. anymore. Yeah, but I think he'd be one of those kind of beloved uh, guys that we all look to. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. and you know, with all the things that have happened in his life, and if he was around, like with what happened with Brandon Lee, it was like. Yeah. Who knows? I yeah, mean, that, that was the whole thing. Like, even seeing his family and seeing that Brandon Lee was on there, I was, like, crushed Yeah, to even see him, you know? Hearing him talk and seeing him as a boy uh, and all that. Yeah, yeah. And his so, sister, it, Shannon, yeah. Yeah, they didn't... So they didn't get in too much into the mystery the mystery of his death, but right. the, guy, the guy that wrote the book, and I think I told you this, Eugene, I can't remember what we talked about off mic or on mic, Eugene and I are Bruce Lee freaks, so we're... Yeah. <laughs> but um, he, the guy that wrote the book, so Lee um, had an issue. He was in such good shape and had such efficient temperature regulation that he would sweat, create like a ton. And so they're doing these low-budget Golden Palace movies in Hong Kong, just the way that they shot those movies then. And he would sweat, and so it would throw off the continuity. So he had giant rings of sweat under his arms and then they would disappear and then they would, and it was a pain in the ass. It was impossible to dry in between or have, you know, 50 
tunics or whatever yeah. you know, outfits for him to wear. So he got his sweat glands from under his armpits removed. And that was a procedure that they did at the time. And the day, the day before his, uh, like a week or so before his death, it was like a really hot stretch in Hong Kong. He had collapsed. And the coroner, there's all this mystery around his death. And people that have done cursory research know that people think, oh, maybe he had an allergic reaction to, to hashish or marijuana or this uh, pain pill that he took for a headache. Right. But um, not likely if you talk to coroners now, they think that those wouldn't be enough to kill him. Obviously, marijuana wouldn't do it. He was an experienced smoker and it had no effect on him outside of, you know, the normal. And so this guy, uh, hypothesizes that he overheated and because he, you know, he, he lost the ability to cool himself by sweating through his armpits. It was just too much heat. And he was, he would work out and train so hard that he just couldn't ever get cool enough. So he overheated one time. They were able to bring him back. And the second time he overheated at his, he was visiting a mistress overheated there and she was worried about, you know, kind of blowing up their thing. And so she didn't call. She called the like uh, the guy that ran the studio. Right. And so he came over and they tried to kind of be quiet about it. And that might have been what had done it. But it was because a guy, I mean, I think he's in such good shape that that's what ultimately, you know. Crazy. It's fucking yeah. crazy, man. I mean, they, that's um, one of the questions on our YouTube um, live thing right now was, did they cover the alleged armpit surgery? And they didn't. They didn't cover it at all in uh, in Be Water. And you, you should watch Be Water because it's not. It's it, and I, and I if I'm making a movie about him, that that would be the lane I would take. There's so much shit. Read the fucking book if you want to know all that stuff. I don't know how much better outside of grim curiosity I feel learning mm-hmm. that information yeah. as opposed to being able to see him. I mean, the revelation in Eugene nailed it was seeing the side by side of him with Muhammad yeah. Ali. And that was kind of Jeet Kundo, um, which he ultimately didn't even want to name. Right. He said, yeah. take the name away from it. It's just, I'm just going to keep adding and making it better. I mean, that's, that's modern mar- uh, mixed martial arts. Well, now. it's also, it's also, you know, his whole thing. I, and I, I think they hit on the entertainment stuff and then they hit on his philosophy a little bit more on this. And, and it's su- surprising that when they're hitting on his philosophy, they're not hitting on um, marijuana. And maybe that's just the filmmaker. That's just um, the conservative nature of the, um, how they wanted to release the movie or the documentary that they, that they don't cover it, you know? Um, but I think because the lane is so inspired by just the entertainment industry and just kind of like the mentality of the B water, um, uh, the B water kind of philosophy, um, you know, they, they do play into the fact that, you know, Jeet Kundo or whatever the name would be is like, that's mine, not yours, you know, hang on, I'll be right yeah. back. Do it. Eugene is uh, is a dad and a busy guy with a family, and so he's handling shit. Oh, also potential um, construction on the house. <laughs> so there's a lot of stuff going on. But, uh, yeah, it's, and I was even thinking, too, um, well, it's just uh, just the, the listeners and me, the viewers and me. I was thinking, too, with the marijuana. So say this guy that's making the movie puts it in there. And I'm not uptight about it. You guys probably aren't uptight about it. But I think that that would just steal all the attention. You know, marijuana, you know, Bruce Lee smoked weed 
And then that's all that anybody pays attention to and not this other stuff. And it wasn't the most important part of his life or, or even the most interesting, really. I was just telling them, huge. <laughs> I was just, uh, oh, you just putting his earphones in. Nothing like a little live breakup. Um, uh, yeah, that was a press pause for a second. Um, for the bell babies out there who are watching this and they're like, why is it just Stanger and two in a blank screen of Eugene's office? A, the office has changed a little bit. I got a bookshelf over here. Yeah, Secondly, um, uh, if you've listened to the pod, you know that our garage had some issues and I haven't had, um, the ability to work out in, you know, my own situation. Um, and uh, it's finally getting dealt with. So it's like we're in the final stages of getting it back running. Thank God. So they're in the middle of it, and it's right next to this room. So they saw me through the window doing this, and they knocked and wanted to tell me what was happening. So <laughs> you got, hey, man, you got to oversee the construction, but I, d- I have to do it. Yeah. Part um, of being alive. Uh, I, was, but- I, was just telling, I was just telling them about the weed thing. Yeah. I think, you know, I'm not, I'm not uptight about it. You're not, but. Mm-hmm. If if they put that in the film and then that's all the press cares yes. about, like right. Bruce Lee and weed, it's just like this is not the most interesting part of his life, right? And the and philosophy, you miss all this other stuff, right? And the, and they still get across that the philosophy is basically based on your body. There's different ways to focus on it, yeah, on, on Jit Kundo or whatever. It's like there's going to be things that I can do because of my body type that is better for me, even within his martial arts, than he can do. So that's why it's just all about, you know, being water, being what, you know, which was cool. Whatever you need to be. Whatever you need to be, man. Yeah. I And I, I think that he was an early adopter of clean living and exercise. Mm-hmm. So I think people would train in martial arts, but they would just do the martial arts. They yeah. wouldn't exercise to elevate or enhance what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And so he was like the first to kind of do that or, uh, you know, in the vanguard of that. And then also, um, as far as looking lean and ripped on film, I mean, that was another thing too. Like he yeah. knew, you know, he knew how to get his body in shape and be lean. And that was like a careful consideration that he made. Um, I know like he inspired a lot of guys like Chuck Norris and stuff who, yeah. you know, he put Chuck Norris in some movies and, they had a relationship and, uh, you know, Norris wasn't thinking about being in shape, but then he saw Lee, he even said he feels like, cause Lee wanted him to be big. He liked the, he likes, he liked the juxtaposition between, you know, Chuck Norris being big and then him being, you know, in shape and lean. Yeah. And Norris feels like he, he did that on purpose so that he would look better, but it's like, yeah, of course, of course. Sure. Yeah. He's a good guy and you're the bad guy. And also, and, I mean, I did appreciate that the bad guy didn't necessarily look like, a super villain, you know, like in a superhero movie. No, no. Like he was a good martial artist still. Yeah. And that's what they yeah. mentioned also in the movie. Yeah. Norris had, you know, and like, uh, that was another thing, you know, Lee wanted formidable opponents, you know, that, yeah. uh, that, you know, were, that brought an element of danger and raised the stakes and were scary. And, you know, Norris is lucky. I mean, I, I think it's something we floated on the action boys podcast. I, the only reason Norris had a career is because of racism. <laughs> You know? yeah. Oh, sure. I mean, I mean there, there was guys that were, that were, that were trained in martial arts that were great actors and superstars that were Asian, mm-hmm. but they picked Norris, who's as, as wooden as can be because he was American, you know, cause he was yeah. white. And that was like what they could like get behind as far as, yeah. you know. And now was that pre enter the dragon? That was 
early on, like right around the same time, because I'm trying to think of what movie Norris, somebody will know it. That yeah. Norris was, Bruce put him in a movie. Bruce put him I mean, in, yeah, in a yeah. movie. And that's what I think got him credibility as a white person too, to be doing martial arts. Yeah, it was like um, he got vouched for by yeah. Bruce yeah. by being in his movie. But that's the you know that's the reason why he's he's he had the career that he had. But then like you know, and then there was that short lived you know David Carradine years, and yeah, you know what a disaster that was. And the fact that yeah, I don't know. Uh, like I think it was fine that he was in Kill Bill, but it was almost like nodding your hat to him, right? Was yeah. he? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I have to look at that again now. I mean, I didn't, you know, that was just my naivete at the time, but learning all this stuff. Yeah. There there's a there's a super cool movie. I can't remember what the name of it is, but that Bruce once everything fell apart with Kung Fu, he was trying to make this movie and uh they worked on the script. It was like the Three Flutes or something like that. They worked on the script and, um, you know, it was this monster script that had his philosophy and all this shit. Sure. And it was like, fuck you. If I'm not going to do Kung Fu, then I'm going to make this movie. And that was going to be his next thing. And he was always working on it. He was working on it with like three other uh, stars at the huh. time. And, um, oh, man, I, I'll, I'll look it up and I'll let you know what it is. But I would love to read the script of it. It never happened, but it was going to be this monster, weird, interesting movie Right. I mean, he had like the script at one point was 400 pages or something <laughs> crazy. Um, but yeah, you know, and it's like all these guys, like all these Hollywood guys that had all this swagger loved him. You know, Steve McQueen loved him. They showed McQueen for a second in the yeah. movie, but McQueen flew to Hong Kong and was a pallbearer at his funeral and, um, and didn't, uh, didn't go anywhere. Like it was impossible to get McQueen to go anywhere, but he loved Bruce so much. And I know when Bruce was trying to buy that house in Bel Air that McQueen offered to uh, help him with the mortgage on it. But uh, Lee wouldn't take it. Like he wouldn't do it. He wanted to earn it all himself. Yeah. Um, but need to think of them as fu- buddies and they would like fuck with each other. And uh, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. They're I mean, like yeah. r- rivals, like in a fun way, you know, I mean the, you know, the, the group of people that Bruce Lee surrounded himself with is remarkable and neat and just like, you know, uh, just showed him. I mean, and and the thing is that that's great is you know the the documentary does show him in a positive light and the great things and you know um, and that's what picking a lane for a documentary will do. Um, yeah. You know, and but yeah, there's stuff about his life that you you know you want to get into, which is the weed stuff, and you know even the way they kind of you know they didn't even hint at all that that was a mistress. No, by the way, they just no, not at like, all. and they inter- they interviewed her as though she yeah. was just a friend. Yeah. Um, well, she was an actress, and they did. I mean, I'm sure they either worked together or they were going to put her in the movie. Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those things we touched on it earlier with the amount of time you have. So if you yeah. have an hour and a half, you don't have you need if somebody's a complex individual and you want to dabble in some of the stuff to where they learned from or grew or, you know, different parts of their life, you have to give them the appropriate amount of time. If you don't yeah. have that time, then it's not worth it. You do them a disservice because then people don't get to hear the full story. Sure. You know, and getting- also it's like, you know, um, is, you know, is Shannon going to, going to be part of it if we focus on that or, you know, and yeah. I think, you know, what I, 
what I am loving to a certain extent, which I think is good, is that she's she's kind of taken over the, you know, kind of the how people are viewing and how people are using Bruce Lee and his name um, in the world now. Right. And, you know, she's very, you know, she'll go up against, you know, because of things like, um, you know, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and, and things along those lines um, that you're just kind of, um, I don't know. You, you just it, It's good that somebody, that she, you know, his daughter is, for whatever reason, they might have had some, you know, good, bad, whatever mom kid issues that you, or dad kid issues that you can have, especially when she was so young. But like the fact that she has taken over the name, um, and how he is, um, perceived is, is amazing. And I know, and I know that she oversaw to a certain extent, this documentary. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we'll see. Well, that's, that's the thing too, with the, you look at these people with kids that are still alive, mm-hmm. kid that's still alive. And you think like, oh, you know, I want to know every detail about him. <laughs> but what it's not, it's not my, for me to know, you know, right. exactly. it doesn't belong to us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's her dad. So she, you know, he has a name and a legacy. And if she wants to protect that, then she should. And yeah. it's good that she is. You're right. I mean, it's and, good and that she be a, is. There'll be a chance that, you know, um, Paris or Blanket are going to speak out about their dad. Yeah. And everybody's going to be interested in hearing it and hearing that perspective. But they're going to be allowed to show whatever side that they want to still, you know, ex- you know, it's still their dad. And I think we need to respect that. I mean, it's this, uh, you know, it's... And everything now is going to come back to this. Um, And I think that's what's good is like, you know, because then we talk about everything that's happened, you know, and and the the Floyd stuff and people saying like, well, he was a horrible, he wasn't, he was a, you know, he was not a good dad. He's had run-ins with whatever. And it's like, but that's, that's not the reason he was killed. Right. You know, like everybody has certain amounts of pass, paths, paths that they they live and pasts that they've had, and you don't know at the time, and, and it's unfair for us to judge him on that if we don't know where he was in that moment, and we're never gonna know. And that's no. and you have you, people should have rights as citizens. Yes, you have rights as citizens, and sometimes, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. get into like a whole thing, but, but I mean, I yes. don't even know if it's a case with Floyd, but instances, you know, I, I talk about it with my dad sometimes who's more on way more right than I am. And, mm-hmm. and I, I telling him like a while back, like sometimes in this, this isn't the same with Floyd, but, but in other situations, sometimes the, the police or whoever's going to, whoever's going to have that job in the future, um, if we change the way police work, but the, it should sometimes people need to be protected from themselves mm-hmm. and that should be, you know, this guy should be able to have been kept safe and, you know, whatever was going to happen, happen through our court system, but he should at least be able to have been kept sa- safe by the police. But anyway, yeah, you know, like a whole, yeah. I mean, who gives, I mean, they don't know, they don't know anything about him no. except that he is a citizen that they should be keeping safe. Right. Right. And also that, you know, yeah, 
they shouldn't. Yeah. Regardless, they don't. They shouldn't have the power that they had, and the situation should never be that situation. And you know, I and I know it. <laughs> it's hard not to get into come, it. It's I know. hard not to come back to it. I mean, you can find it in every. It and, permeates and the thing every, is, is like, I I just I, I I understand that your your dad is, you know, um, right and uh, on the right, on the right in politics wise. But this is not even. Like I, I just want. It's not a political thing. It, like we're. Uh, I agree. I feel like yeah. everybody should have their views, but everybody's views should like the views should be. Here we are. We're all American citizens. We all, all of our voices should be equally heard. Now, just and and everybody felt safe in the same way. And then let us discuss things differently. Like you can be. Any, you can be anything, believe in things, but we know that ultimately here in the U.S., everybody wants to be equal. That's why you're here. Yeah. You, you want a good job and you want a great family. You want yeah. to love your job and you want to have a good family. That's what everybody wants and everybody's trying to protect that. So if, the, if right. everybody wants that, everybody should be able to have to to go after that equally and i think that's where this is not a political thing it's just a life thing it's like a human rights issue oh yeah no question no question and we're and it's just you know but again i was just um, even thinking you hear like old stories i mean this you know of some somebody somewhere drinking and then uh the cop knows them and then they 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 follow them slowly behind to make sure they get to their house okay and then they're inside and they sleep it off and that's the end of it mm-hmm. is that fucking is that a crazy thing does that person need to have like a knee put on their throat till they're dead i mean mm-hmm. i mean that's a, that is a real that is an alternative yeah you know yeah or even this even this other guy that stole the taser or whatever you know right. it's just like hey you knew he wasn't armed just let him go why are you fucking who cares right He's got a ta- he got your taser. He got the best of you. That's it. They shouldn't even have been bothering him in the first place. But if you know he's not armed, I mean, what are you what are you doing? Why is it escalating to that? I don't know. We could go on and on with right. it. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, there's details that are left out that were, you know, that happened. And it, it also depends on like the media that we're listening to or watching that affects our views on it. And I think, you know. Ultimately, we need to just focus on how we as people can be equal and not focus so much on what we're watching and like trust our gut in what is right. Um, Yeah. You know, but uh, and, and, you know, to get back to the documentary, because it still kind of happens in there um, or actually before it, um, people on our thank you, YouTube peeps. Um, for um, Matthew Moynihan for uh, letting us know that he was on the writing team. Uh, talk about uh, Kareem. Kareem? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what a guy, dude. Yeah. The guy's got like five fucking That's championship amazing. rings. Yeah. <laughs> An unstoppable skyhook. And yeah. he fucking wrote on the Veronica Mars reboot. He's in a Bruce Lee movie. Fucking Crazy. hilarious in Airplane. Funny. Good. He's good. He's great. He's just doing it. Um, yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, but speaking to like getting to know people, 
Yeah. So here you have this. So here you have Bruce Lee and what he had to overcome as a, as an Asian American to to get over on a U.S. to just get a shot. Yeah. And the guy he knew he was a star. The people that came into to his orbit knew that he was a star, and it just took so much for it to finally fucking happen. I mean, he had to go and leave, and make awesome movies in Hong Kong mm-hmm. and then for them to see like and then Americans to see or like the studio heads to see that they could make money with them and yeah. that's finally what put it all together and then it was you know the movie's a fucking huge box office hit it still like endures you know I showed it to Stone my nine year old he fucking loved it yeah 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 it's crazy and it, right in the middle there just like the um, the uh kind of montage of white people playing Asian roles was oh yeah so heartbreaking to see it's I was crying I was crying oh no I will be honest I was crying through a lot of the middle part of that um the feeling of secondhand cit- you know like second class citizen stuff and you know just thinking you know just reliving my own journey of going through the industry of just like Man, like how many extra hoops. And it's crazy. And it's just like, and this is what you get. You get this. And then for reasons that, you know, are still unknown, we lose him. So if you would have given him the chance when his chance was there, what could we have seen? Yeah. If he was equal when he was working his ass off then, what could we have seen from him? Yeah. That we missed. Or, you know, that would have changed every moment that would have, you know, happened after that. And we might have gotten Enter the Dragon earlier. We might have gotten some shittier stuff. <laughs> Who yeah. knows? I'd take um, it. But we'd at least be able to see, even, like, you know, what we have seen despite, you know, everything else or, like, because of the adversity that he's dealt with is our, is great. Imagine yeah. if he wasn't met with that initially. If he didn't have to have that feeling of these, they don't think that an Asian actor can take a leading role. Right. What he could have been. Yeah. And also, like, I feel like we would have seen... um things from him even better because one of the things that I really appreciate that that they did mention in this is that he didn't work for a little while and it's not because it wasn't because he wasn't there weren't um opportunities opportunities it's because he didn't want to play the submissive yeah you know uh the submissive role that was the only thing that was available he could yeah. have climbed and been just one of the other guys that had the short career of filling in the blanks, um, but he knew he was better than that, and he, you know, and and he gave him that. You I know? mean, that's a pretty radical thought for then, yeah. You know, to just just turn shit down, you know, and take that risk. And I mean, what the what we got from it was so amazing. We're so lucky. But man, it's and even that. I mean, you look at like the Chuck Norris Lee comparison. What Lee had to be five hundred thousand times better than Norris to get a shot. Yeah, I mean, how is that fair? I mean, literally had to be like, okay, if you're the most amazing in the world, then you can have an opportunity. Like he did it and got it, but it's because it's interesting. It's like you'll 
because I think you'll see certain people will point to like Lee, like, hey, look, Bruce Lee did it. You know, it's fair. Anybody could, you know, anybody that's Asian could. And it's like, yeah, but he was five million times better than the yeah. best white guy that was doing it. That's what it had. to. That's what he had to do. That's I mean, how is that? That's not a yeah. level playing field. You know, it doesn't make any sense at all. It doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> um, yeah, that's 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 so that. Yeah. brings stuff up for you. It's yeah. I, I'm even thinking too because, you know, quote unquote PC culture or what's appropriate to do now. I mean, and I think by and large it still happens. But, but you know, making fun of Asian people that's that's only been off lim- limits for like a short period of time. I know. Like it's not yeah. it's not a it's not like a long standing thing. I mean, that's no. I mean, you and know, that's you and know, you still that- see it pop up a lot. Sure. Yeah. And, um, you know, and it doesn't matter what, you know, and that, and that's the thing, like the, the hate that comes from it or that it's based off of is still there. And, and, you know, and that's the, that's also the thing that ultimately, um, is that, that is like an individual problem that, we cannot affect so much telling people what um is on their moral compass meaning as if if we could at least all be equal at, and that's the very least which is th- like <laughs> shouldn't be the problem um then if you still hate me for my race, for whatever reason that you do, I I'm I can't change you, right? And but I should have equal rights to you, even if you hate me. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. And that's that's the thing. Like, yeah, you, know, you like, should be, you should have the same opportunities, be able to get a job, be able right. to be protected by the police, right? And then if some if somebody's fucking got a concrete mind and you can't win them over, whatever, you'll deal with that. But Later. at least I feel like I could be protected by my <laughs> yeah. country yeah. from this person. You know right. what I mean? And I think that's oh, that's Jesus. what we're talking about. I think that's the thing. Like, uh, you know, like um, favoritism is always going to be there because, you know, I, I, I also get that. I'm going to favor my son over somebody else's kid, you know, yeah. um, to be completely honest. I, I you know, like that will be a hard thing to change. If there's a day in the future where we're dealing with that, you cannot love your kid more than every other person's kid. If that's the case and that's what we're fighting for, I feel like we'll be in a good place. Yeah. <laughs> um, but everybody's equal. Then it's like, okay, it, yeah. if that's the battle now, that's the battle now, but that's at least putting everybody on the same playing field. No, you're right. I mean, look at it. If you, if you remove ra- people get uncomfortable if it's race stuff, but let's say, let's say like, somebody from your high school is, you know, competing in something, you're going to, you know, you're going to root for the guy in your high school. Like, yes. Hey, that guy went to fucking, you know, yeah. San Dimas high, man. Go, I yeah. hope he wins, you know? Exactly. So that's always going to exist, but the laws and society and the country should protect everybody equally and award right. them the same opportunities. And then we can deal with the, uh, the kind of individual anecdotal, you know, prejudices and stuff that come up just as that are natural as human beings. 
Right. But yeah, when it's everything stacked against you, that's a fucking, that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's so many ways to, to make it, um, you know, to try to get people on board or, you know, there's, there's so many, um, imagine if this yeah. scenarios yeah. to get people on board and it's like, I know, I know you're right. But, and it, it is the ultimate thing is I'm not saying don't hate me. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. I, I get it for whatever reason you will, or you might. I'm not asking you to like personally not hate me. You're not saying don't hate me because you ain't me. Right. I'm not saying don't hate me because you ain't me. I mean, I've right. have, I have said that and I will right. continue to say it to a certain handful of people. Right. But, but not in this particular instance. You're not but don't, saying that. Don't hate me before you've met me. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's all. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's great. That's yeah. So, so back to Bruce Lee. So what, what's your first experience with Bruce Lee? Do you remember? Um, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's different. It was like, um, you know, my first experience was, um, from my cousins, my dad from, I mean, it was like a huge, it was a huge deal to watch enter the dragon. Yeah. I remember I couldn't have been, I, I had to wait till I was old enough to be allowed to see it. And then when I first did see it, I was scared of it. Cause like that mirror scene and all that stuff was scary. Yeah. It's scary. Um, and then it, because there was some like, um, you know, um, just kind of uh, a thematic stuff that mm-hmm. like, and, and philosophy stuff that I'm just like, what? I wasn't ready for it. So then it was just like, I just needed to get to the martial arts scenes. Sure. Um, and that usually hooks everybody that, yeah. you know, and then later you kind of unpack the rest of it. Sure. Yeah. And it was the reason why I was just like, I think I got into Wolverine because of that movie. <laughs> That, yeah, the guy's got that. You're claw. like, oh, that's like Wolverine, you know? Yeah, um, the last this, shot. But this guy's a good guy. Sweet, you know, like Wolverine. Well, meaning, yeah. Why? Why the hair on the back of that thing? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's like he really wanted it to be like some kind of bear thing or something. Yeah, He's like you got a good. I wonder if that was actual bear hair or if, if it was fake hair. I don't. <laughs> um, but it did do this. Th- I will say that as a kid watching it. Um, and as an as a Asian kid watching it, it made you go, I ain't going to fuck around with an older Asian man either. Because he'll still fuck me up. He'll still fuck you up. Yeah. You're he like, might have Bruce a Lee fucking... was fighting like basically what looked like a old, te- like, a, like a, you know. Yeah, like a principal or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're like, fuck, man, that principal is still fucking around. Your you friend's know? older dad. Like you yes. got a friend that's got a dad a little on the older side. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, shit. You know. And, you know, and, and a lot of martial arts movies kind of had that thing. And I think that that was on purpose of yeah. like, respect your elders because they'll still <laughs> yeah. fuck you up thing. Cause it was, you, you know, like, yeah. you know, like if you watch even a modern old, like a modern ish martial arts movie, like, um, like a Kung Fu hustle, it was like, you know, the old dude and the, the mom with the grandma with the slipper were the real deal. Yeah. You yeah, know, totally. and you're yeah. like, right, of course. Yeah. It's like respect your elders. Cause they're the ones that will ultimately be yeah. your backup, you know? Yeah. Legend of drunken master. Like that old oh, dude yeah. trains him and fucking. Yeah. 
And they would have guys, like, they'd have young guys play old and all that stuff and some mm-hmm. of those old Golden Palace ones. So um, good. Yeah, my dad got me into Bruce Lee, and I remember my dad's one of those guys who, uh, before IMDb, would knew just knew stuff about movies and people and wow. um, just, like, good with trivia and all that shit. So he would lay out, you know, had some good facts about Bruce and, like, how this movie was a hit, how he died before the movie came out. Um, and it really kind of helped cement that mythology in my mind of like, oh man, what a, and my dad, you know, my mom and my dad were out on the scene. And so they went to the movie. He says, he remembers seeing it, you know, in the theaters when it came out and what a sensation it was. And, Mm -hmm. you know, people were all nuts for it. You know, it was like our first real, as Americans, like our first real taste of something like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I, and I saw, it was mainly my cousins and friends, um, that were, Asian that we'd watch, you know, we'd try to watch it. And my dad a little bit, my dad, my dad, you know, would, would show me some of the stuff he was, he was really, my dad was really pushing. Um, we lived in Detroit. We got to get into the Motown vibe. Oh, uh, that's great. Too, yeah. Though. So, so I listened to a lot of Motown growing up because my dad was like, Smokey Robinson. Yeah. All. He was like, this is, this is where we moved to. This is our, this is our, where we live. This is our world. We got to, you know, jump on it. And I think that's what kind of, you know, got me in the... I also think, like, real talk that my dad was a, a lot more liberal that than he put on. Um, yeah. And uh, and I think about that more now, too. I'm like, oh, yeah, my, my dad definitely low-key, you know, was just, like, supporting me in a different way. Well, I think... I, I think um you know, religious parents, you know, it almost had to become a little performative. Like you had to rep your religion and act like you were, even if like your thoughts and ideologies may be different, Yeah, you know, or even your actions kind of behind the scenes, you know, you would say things that the religion said, you know, yeah. but then your actions would be something different, you know, more mm-hmm. progressive or liberal or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. How, how old, how old is Smokey Robinson? Cause he still looks good yeah. and you'll look and like he had fucking shit coming out like in the early sixties yeah, and how can he look? He's so got to be good. in his eighties at this point. Right. Like, yeah. But have you seen how good he looks? He could still he, sing. He sounds good. Yeah, He looks, I'm telling you, man, I think he's just like, yeah, Stevie wonder too. Stevie. Yeah. You know, like, you know, he's much older now, uh, but like, gosh, man, I saw him at a Whole Foods. Stevie, Stevie Wonder. Wonder. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Looked great. Yeah. I mean, he's shopping, at, he's shopping at Whole Foods, so he's, he's doing good fine. Stuff. He's getting the good <laughs> stuff in, right? He's doing, he's doing fucking kombucha, he's the, non-GMO. He's doing, yeah. yeah he's, he's doing his organic stuff, so he's, he's making it yeah, happen. Yeah, he just, he just called to say he's organic, man. <laughs> but, I mean, I, 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 I couldn't recommend Be Water more, I don't think. Just, just to get kind of get the the sense of it, and especially right now, like you know the the vibes of um, of today today's society to kind of look into it. Like it, it has to take you if, if you look at like some of the old cartoons and the way Mickey Rooney is in Breakfast with Tiffany. It's like it's embarrassing, oh, right? Yeah. It's embarrassing. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. And, it's on. It, yeah, it's unforgivable. And I will, you know, like and like I said. I, I, uh, um, the, you, I, I have more than enough to apologize for as well. And, you know, and 
but like, yeah, I've done, I've been doing sketch shows and shows on TV and, and, and shows on stage that I'm playing different races, you know? Um, and I, you know, I will say that because I am so hyper aware of it, that I tried to work my hardest to be as educated as I could going into it, where I wasn't just going like, what's the easiest route for me to do this, you know? Yeah. Um, and do my research so that I, you know, even when I was uh, younger and it seemed goofy and whatever, I felt like I was trying to do my homework. That being said, even if it comes off as wrong, I would 100% apologize for it now and w- apologize for it anyway, you know? Um, yeah, well, and I think I, that's the thing. Yeah, and I think, you know, you doing that research is what made it funny and well-received. I sure. Mean, how many times did you have to apologize? You probably didn't because you did your homework and it was appropriate yeah. and it was funny. And if you look at Mickey Rourke, or sorry, Mickey Rooney. Yeah, uh, Mickey Rourke has plenty to apologize <laughs> he's for. He's got plenty to apologize about. Yeah. But you look at like Mickey Rooney, he didn't. He was he was leaning into a stereotype because all you have to do is watch Enter the Dragon and you're like, oh, you want to see an Asian leading man? Yeah. Look at Bruce Lee and Enter the Dragon. It's a lot different than what you're doing there. So I don't know where that that kind of gross shit came from. You or know, and that's it, why that's yeah. why it doesn't hold up and that's why it's not funny and it's not well received because right. it was lazy and you know coming from a place of hate and judgment as opposed to reality. Right. And yeah. like you know um because it you know I I think I think there is a also a difference between you know if it's a movie or a TV show where it's somebody that is playing it for the duration of the movie or, you know, if I'm for the duration of a movie or a TV show playing a different race and me doing the homework and me being okay with it is one thing than me in a sketch show where I'm playing a bunch of different things. A bunch of different, yeah. Um, and know that that is part of my job, which is in a way, you know, um, we just wouldn't write it that way now. Yeah. Is, you know. Well, you know, and another thing that has to factor into it is it's the opportunity. So let's let's say we, you and I, uh, we go back to this. This is one of those imagine, imagine if. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is always. But so so let's say you know the the thing that you talked about originally. Like let's just say everything was equal. People may hate, they may discriminate, whatever. But everything was equal, equal opportunity, equal representation, all that kind of shit. You probably could have people playing other races. Absolutely. If everything was already equal, the problem is, is there's no, so like the one chance for an Asian person to be in something is a white person playing it. Even if it is positive, it doesn't matter because it's like, there's no, that's it. This is the one chance we had. And then it's like, it's going to be played by Emma Stone and Aloha or whatever. Right, right. You know, versus like, if like every, you know, look, there's this, there's that, there's this, this person did their homework. They're an actor. They can do it everything's represented but like when there's no other representation then it's like fucking a fucking and if yeah. and if as the world you know and as um a country it shows in our politi- it shows on in our in our politics and in our world and in our structure that we are doing our best to be equal then if you know a person of another race is playing a part that I auditioned for um, that is my race and they're just great at it. You can, you, 
none of it feels like favoritism because right. there's equality. Like I would love to be able to eventually play whatever I get and feel comfortable of not stepping on anybody's toes because of, you know, of that. And the same with anybody playing anything that I could possibly play. And I think that that's just, well, that, you know, that's another interesting thing that people should know about too, is that if you're, if you're relegated to uh, being some kind of like person of color hire, you know, so it's like you have this show and there's, you know, two white leads in it and they need to hire somebody like a person of color for the third lead to check a box then it's you, and then like say originally they wrote it as like a you know a, a, like a Latino guy or something, mm-hmm. and they can't find it, so then they end up putting you in there. Then you have this guilt of like, oh, did I take a role away from a Latino guy because they're just trying to check this box? Sure. Versus why, why couldn't it be you and the Latino guy and the two leads? Yeah. I mean that's you know like you're you're a better actor than I am. How many leads of a TV show have you gone out for? Not many. And Not even, many, and, like, and, uh, and if, I, if I have, it's after they haven't found, or, you know, like pilot season has already gone on for a while where they had already cast most of the ones that people wanted. So then they're now going diverse with the part. So right. don't pay attention to the way it's written. Now they're going diverse. Then you're like, oh, okay. Or now they're going all ethnicities. Yes. Now they are. And then that, you know, and then that, goes into this next conversation of, and and I posted this on my Instagram a little bit like a week ago of like how actors, as fragile as actors are and people in this, are still using it without realizing that you're using racism as a way to make yourself feel better, which is you didn't get the part because they decided to go diverse. Yeah. And it's like, Every part should go diverse, so then you would have lost the part anyway. Right. You know? But the fact that you're using that as an excuse of like, well, they went diverse or they were looking for this instead of me. And it's like, it shouldn't matter, you know? Uh, And that shouldn't be one of the the qualifiers that uh, affect the reason to make yourself feel better. Yeah, I mean, totally. And I, you know, I can show you, I bet I've gone out for more like oh, yeah. leads for sure. And we you we could show everybody these parts. In no way is it important that the person looks like it's nowhere like in the script where it's like, you know, I don't know, fucking mustache dude, white dude. You know, it's like not it's not consequential at all. Yeah. Could have been anybody. Could have been anybody. And the so, and the crazy thing is is that, you know, then it becomes ultimately how lazy it's going to end up being, you don't want to cast me as a lead, even if you think I'm great, just because it's going to be hard to find a kid that looks like me. Right. You know, or half like me. Oh, then we have to think about what we're going to cast as far as your wife, because that can't be then a white person anymore, because then it's going to be hard for us to find a kid that looks like that. Or it will be easier if we do get a black woman to play, because then we could either get an Asian kid that looks like you or a black woman a kid that looks like her and it's like no 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 no. just get you know let's figure that out once you pick the best people totally and it's also if you got to do a white kid with eugene as the dad just do it they do it all the time with white people where they have like an inexplicable they just add something in there they're like adoption or something like that you know 
people just fucking move on. It's all this fucking bullshit. They're making war- more work before they even know what the yeah. work is. And it's all, you know, it's all fear and, you know, ah, fuck it. Well, I mean, it's all, it's all bottom line stuff. I mean, Bot- yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It all, it all comes back down. Unfortunately, it all goes back to corporate America and then how much are we going to buy into the capitalism of it? Because it's like the reason why you're ultimately doing that and, Casting two white leads is because the people that are going to buy it and all the products that are being sold is to white Americans between their 18 and 35. And that's who's buying the most products or 49, 18 to 49. That's who's buying the most product. That's who has the most money right now. So then you're buying into that. So, you know, all of these products are buying into that. And then same with the TV shows, which are just there to buy products, blah, blah, blah. Um, Right. So let me let me lay this on you. So this this will bring it back around to the be water, mm-hmm. and I want everybody to think about this. This is another imagined scenario. So we all like kung fu, and uh, you know the show has its following, and you know it's referenced and endured. Um, we all like the show kung fu. You said, yeah, people oh, did. I, yeah, yeah. I didn't watch a single episode of it. Okay, all right. So yeah. let's. This is for the people that did. Okay, so it, it's. It's the show's referenced, you know, people talk about sure. it and know it and, you know, it had its run. Uh, imagine if they just rolled the dice and they cast Bruce Lee. Imagine how popular that show would be now. Would yeah. it be w- constantly talked about? Would it be on T-shirts? Would it be streaming and in box sets? Probably. Pro- probably. I mean, would it have ran only for a couple of seasons? Probably not. I mean, as a kid... The only reason I watched Green Hornet was because of Cato. Sure. I couldn't give a fucking shit about the Green Hornet. Right. You know? So, I mean, that's one of those things. Like, they said, hey, look, it's not going to work with, with Lee in the lead. Uh, yeah. And you look, if they, had done, if they had done that, if they had the, you know, I mean. But who knows? But, but at who the knows? same You're time, right. who knows? At, I don't at, know. It, would it be popular now? Yes. With Bruce yeah. Lee in it now? Yes, of course. At that time as well, you know, there was still plenty of, you know, yeah. It might not, it, it might not have had as many seasons as, um, as the true fans would have wanted, even with Bruce Lee, just because, you know. Speaking of all of this stuff too, you know, just June twelfth is Loving Day, which just allowed for mixed race couples to be a thing. Yeah, Jesus Christ. And that there was 12 states that still had that law that had to change it on that day. Wow. So it's like, that's that's 1967? Yeah. Which is like 50, you know, 53 years ago? Like, that's not that long ago. So, yeah. you know, th- there's there are people out there that still, you know, don't... Uh, like, there are people alive right now that don't agree with that and then have also taught their family that they're not okay with that and their family is not okay with that and so on and so forth. So it's like, you know, I would hope that right now that would, that would go. Um, and, um, and you know, that it's, it's funny that somebody on, um, on, uh, our live streaming thing right now was just like Lou Diamond Phillips in La Bamba, you know, he's playing a Hispanic part and he's half Filipino. Yeah. Um, and, um, he's played a lot of native American and parts he's played too. a lot of native American parts. He, t- too. he talks about that too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, in a we in a way it's 
it, it's a way of Lou Diamond Phillips being the model minority in that too, of like he was the safer choice. And, you know, with all of the issues that I've had as well, like there has been countless times where I can feel in my heart that I was the quote unquote safe choice for whatever yeah. reason that is. And, you know, part of the reason why Bruce Lee might not have been as huge as he was is because his accent was so thick. Yeah. And people weren't ready for that, which they are now. And it took time. I mean, it took, you know, um, he was so close. I mean, did you, you hear him in these like these radio interviews and stuff? And he sounds so cool too. I like know. he was, if he would have fucking had a couple more years, man. Could you uh, imagine? Yeah. You know, it's such a bummer. You guys, you got to watch this documentary. Yes. I mean, you know, if, if for nothing else to see this footage that this guy put together, it's, it's really incredible stuff. And he found some old radio interviews. And I mean, you, you can't, you couldn't fall more in love with the guy. Yeah. It's pretty um, great. It's pretty yeah. amazing. Um, I would yeah. love to have seen him as Kang in Kung Fu. I mean, I think. Oh would. man. Yeah. I would love to see him in many other things that he didn't get to do. So. Yeah. I got to find the name of this movie for you, Eugene. Yeah. Um, that he was going to write. Cause it was, or that he did write. And it's so wild. You should read this book too. It's, it's a little bit of a slog cause the guy is such a fucking dipshit writer. But, um, <laughs> um, yeah, keep going and I'll see if I can find this thing here. Oh yeah. You're actually looking something up. Um, but yeah, I, I love that. Um, uh, somebody on our, uh, YouTube live did mention that the, uh, that they did a school report a school reporter, a presentation on Bruce Lee growing up. I'm, I mean, I definitely did one. Oh um, yeah. And, uh, I mean, it I was, it was, I, it was probably trust. pretty lazy, the yeah. information that I had for it. Um, it was mainly a lot of pictures of him in cool poses, you know, <laughs> in like a diorama or on a poster board or something. Um, but yeah, definitely a, um, an icon career wise. Um, you know, that I looked up to. I mean, uh, and I will say that one of my biggest influences, like just because of him and then because of like martial arts films, and that's where I saw most Asians on film was like him and Ernie Reyes Jr., you know. Yeah, hell he yeah. He was huge, you know. Um, and uh, even he had, and, and Lou Diamond Phillips, you know, and, and they all had to, you know, kind of, play into parts that um, were available to them. And, you know, now it just would be such a different different world. And I would hope that it just keeps changing positively so that we can uh, we can see more and, and experience more, uh, you know, of, of different people's takes and different people's experiences. What's the movie? It's called the, the Silent Flute. Huh. The Silent Flute with James Corburn... Uh, set to co-star, he he wanted uh, McQueen, but they were kind of battling at the time in a in a fun way. He was even maybe they were circling like Roman Polanski to direct. Crazy, and it was like it was wild and like <laughs> just how weird and cool the movie was too. It was it was all his stuff. It was like kung fu and philosophy and all the stuff that he was into kind of mixed into one pot, and it would have been it would have been wild. It would have been, been eight been, hours, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Stanger, we both know Mack Weldon, bro, right? Yeah, man. We know. Yeah. We know yep. We know what their products are. 
if you don't know what their products are, guys, they have basics that are just great. They yeah. the the way that they have um, built their um, their t-shirts and their their socks and their shirts and their hoodies and their underwear it's amazing it's the most comfortable underwear socks shirts and undershirts hoodies sweatpants you name it it's 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 the most comfortable stuff yeah it's all the essentials you know yeah. uh, they're they're a premium brand they've got smart design they've got yeah. good fabric so it's like they're thinking about what what's going to look good what's going to feel good on you and they you know they're they're pretty clear in promising that what what they've got is better than whatever you've got on right now. And we've Eugene and I have tried their stuff. We agree. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you want to be comfortable and you want it to look nice and look sleek. And uh, they do that. And I honestly, okay, so here's my experience with Mac Weldon. First of all, their website is cool. It's simple. Yeah, you know easy. exactly what you want to get. You can you can um, buy the color choices. For what I bought, so I bought some socks again, athletic socks, so I can work out. Guys, come on, I'm we're workout gonna, freaks. What do you expect from us? And t-shirts that I could either a work out in or b like leave the house, hang out outside, like and and it doesn't look like I'm just wearing like a cheap t-shirt. No, you don't want to be going out like like you draped a sheet over yourself, yes. or yeah. you look like you don't want to look like a robot. And I don't. I also don't want it to have it where the neck's all jacked up because it's just like this cotton shirt that's just like been just ripped stretching. to stretch. Yeah, yeah, endlessly stretching out. Yeah. Like, so I I get the Mack Weldon uh, tees that um, are so well fitting. I feel great exercising in them, and when I sweat, it's not like it's showing these huge pit stains. I I, I hate to bring up Bruce Lee in this. Because we, you know, that's the episode we're in. We're talking about Bruce Lee, you know, and he had some issues with, with showing sweat. sweat under his arms. I think if he had a Mack Weldon shirt on when he was shooting these movies, that wouldn't have been an issue. It wouldn't have been an issue. No. And look at, you know, people neglect, you know, you just, you wear the same underwear or you have the same hoodie and it's all ratty and it starts looking like shit. Yeah. D- level up. Level Treat yourself. Yeah, get something good. Look, Mac Weldon's got this line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial. So that means it eliminates odor. Yeah. So if you are wearing them to work out and you're stinking, why not get this this uh, line of silver underwear that they have? That yeah. solves that right there. Boom. And guess what? If you are not happy with your first pair of underwear, you just don't like them for whatever reason. You keep them, and they'll refund them. They'll refund you. That's yeah, it. So you, you have no choice, take that, guys. They're not going to take that underwear back, but yeah, so don't that. worry about it. You know, you keep that. You, you that's keep on that. you. you that's keep on that. you. You keep that. And you won. You you want to be like us, and you want to a be comfortable. B have good fashion with Mac Weldon. You become a member of Weldon Blue. That's their loyalty program. So easy. All you do is create a account, totally free. You place an order for any amount, and you never have to pay for shipping again. Right. If, if you're on Weldon Blue, you do not pay for shipping. And once yes. you purchase $200 worth of product from Mac Weldon, not only will you re- continue to receive free shipping, but you will also start saving 20% off on every order you make for the next year. Right. And it also grants you access to new products before they're released to anyone else, as well as free, gri- free gifts 
added to future orders. So here's the thing. They're incentivizing you to take care of yourself and have nice underwear, socks, hoodies, and joggers, and all that stuff so you don't wear the same ratty crap. So you're in (laughs) Weldon Blue. You sign up for free. Then you're automatically in level one. You know, you get the free shipping. Guess what? You spend $200, you're in level two, baby. Now that you're in here, you get 20% off the next year of all of your purchases. That's amazing. You're going to make that back in a heartbeat, and it's easy to spend money there because they have so much stuff. They got you covered. Whatever you need, they got you covered. Hey, listen, I want to see people out there rocking the socks that I'm rocking, rocking the T-shirts I'm rocking, so that when I can see that little emblem, I'm like, oh, man, you're comfortable. Yeah. I mean, I might be six feet away from you, but I can still see it, and I can still tell that you're styling. I'm gonna uh, next. I'm getting some joggers. We did we did oh, the yeah. t-shirts. We did the we did the underwear. We did the socks. I want I want to do their joggers. I want to get uh, some hoodies when it's when it's hoodie weather again. Yeah. That's the next thing I'm gonna order is some hoodie weather. And I'll tell you right now, since I am a Weldon Blue um, member, I'm gonna get twenty percent off of that hoodie because I spent my two hundred dollars. I'll let you know right now. I've definitely spent $200 there. Yeah. So I'm at level two. I'm about to get that hoodie, baby. So you're going to see it. So if you want 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com and enter the promo code Dumbbells. Yeah. See, we're giving you 20% off your first order. That's, again, going to MacWeldon.com and entering the promo code Dumbbells. Dumbbells. Yeah. Get on it, guys. These guys created this stuff from scratch. They figured out the fabrics that felt the best. They figured out the fits that are the most functional to look good and perform well. And uh, you're going to add it into your lifestyle like we did. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a perfect fit. No yeah. pun intended. Boom. Great. So thank you for joining us. If you listened to that or watched us live on YouTube, thank you for being part of the conversation. If you did not know that you can be part of our live episode uh, by being in the chats. Um, and that's every Tuesday, 2.30 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, L.A. Right. time. So you can join us on our YouTube page. Uh, the link is in our, um, in our bio on our Instagram for you to join us uh, live on YouTube every week. Um, if you want to email us, uh, you can do so at the dumb, uh, ask thedumbbells at gmail.com. If you want to reach us across the social media platforms, you can do so at the dumbbells across all of them. And, and email us if you, there's a movie now or a documentary that you feel like you want us to cover. Um, you know, tweet at us, Instagram at us, tag us uh, of one that you love or one that you want us to cover. Um, and uh, if you have, yeah, if you have questions about, um, you know, your exercise regime as you're still you lock down and quarantine at your house, go for it. If you have questions or thoughts because you've started going back to a gym that's socially oh, social yeah. distancing, let us know. I want yeah, to we got to get into that. I do, haven't been do, yet. So do us a favor. If you can take some pics of the gym that you're at pics or it didn't happen. Right. Let's see some pics of some of these gyms, man. Tag us yeah. in them. I want to see them on Instagram and see what these gyms look like. I'm curious. I've, I've seen some things on the news where there's like plexiglass up or shower curtains up in between or just yeah. taped off. I want to know what your gym looks like. Um, and um, I want to know what it feels like to be back in a gym because <laughs> I'm not going to do so it for a while. fucking jealous. I'm not going to do it either, yeah. but I'm jealous yeah. if you're going, if you have the balls to do yeah. it yeah. or the so, ovaries or whatever. Yeah, but uh, go for it. Go for it and let us know. So uh, on behalf of myself and Eugene Cordero, the Dumbbells, we'd like to remind Mm -hmm. everybody that's out there listening, number one, to be water. 
Yes. And uh, number two, to train dirty, eat clean, and live in between. Yeah. Yep. That was a hit.